Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast i'm danny sheriff your host certified fertility awareness practitioner functional nutrition counselor and founder of the ha society and of course an ha recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice, so please seek the advice of your physician. All right, guys, welcome back to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea podcast. This is Ashley, and I have Rachel Reed with us. She is actually, we've had some OGs on lately, and she's definitely one of the OGs of the OGs. And so um, I just think her story is interesting. Well, because it's all of our story, right? I mean, like all of us think that like we're so unique. Like I'm such a special 
butterfly. I am unique. I am the unicorn. And then you like meet like 20 other people. Like you were like, oh, okay. So like, we're like a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, like you guys are my people. Okay. Okay. So maybe it's not just me. So I'm excited just to kind of like hand over the mic and let you just kind of tell your story, maybe starting off like how did HA develop for you? Like, when did you find the HA Society coaching? And then your fertility journey. Like, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's a lot to unpack. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll start and see. And hopefully it will all make sense. Because, you know, I think that's also something is when you do start looking back at it, you're like, wait, which happened when? Yeah. Um, and first, yes. I will just uh, kick off uh, calling back to what you said about being the unicorn. It's funny because it's like, well, within HA, we all are not unicorns together. But then when we start looking at the outside and we want to compare to the people who don't have HA, that is where we're like, no, we are a unicorn together. I like, am the unicorn. Stop it's like it. the unicorn you don't want to be. The not, yes. the not cool unicorn. Yes. Okay. So now looking back, obviously like so yes. now, but how did HA develop for you? Like, so tell me about that. I mean, definitely I'm a prime candidate now, um, you know, <laughs> realizing it. Um, I'd heard of the athlete triad, but had always, you know, never thought of myself as enough of an athlete for that to be what was going on even though I took my athletics very seriously and that would have definitely proven to be a large sticking point in my recovery process. Um, you know, I'm not a pro athlete. So it was like, that's not, that's not me. Um, but I think, you know, so athletics definitely played a part. And then I've always, um, not always, but for a good portion of my life run at a pretty high anxiety level. Um, mm -hmm. I strive to do really well at whatever I am doing. Um, so just all the little things that, you know, on their own can sometimes be really beneficial and really great, but when taken to extremes and definitely when they all come together um, can kind of just be a mess if your body's not quite on board for all of it. Um, and I think definitely too. And then if you're not fueling for it. So all that said, I have had kind of off and on period stuff since I was younger. I went on birth control really early, um, you know, to regulate your period because that's what it does. Uh, <laughs> not, but, um, but yeah, so in, I mean, in high school, it was kind of, I think it also coincided with some anxiety, um, but I had lost quite a bit of weight in high school. They put me on birth control and I was kind of like, okay, fine. I didn't, you know, know any better at the time. Um, so it started then. And then, I mean, really, definitely weight um, was pretty low all through college. Um, and at that point, I probably was in H8 then too, but I had, that was so far and so not on the board. So we'll zoom ahead, but just knowing background of junk already. Um, I gained quite a bit of weight after college and was definitely cycling again. Um, but, you know, not super excited about the body that I was in at that point. Um, and so it was just kind of, you know, working to, to change things, but really trying. I really was wanting to do it in a more balanced and, you know, healthy way. But again, I had very little resources at that time. Definitely didn't know anything about 
HA as a possibility. Um, it was just kind of navigating it as best I could. Um, I got, I found CrossFit. I got really into that and enjoyed it a lot. Um, and then was also doing triathlons and that's how I met my now husband. And, um, basically I add in all that just to say, once we got married, it was like, well, Hey, we're not quite ready to have kids yet. I've taken birth control before that had been a thing. Like, let's just do that for the first part of our marriage. Um, I'd already started feeling a little bit weird about birth control, but I was kind of like, nah, this is fine. We're just gonna, you know, this is what we're gonna do. Um, so long story short, kind of bringing you up to current, uh, HA issues was I, we had to change our insurance. And so my, my, the birth control I was on was no longer covered by the insurance we were taking or we had. So I switched birth control and had, um, was started having two periods a month. So I was like, man, if I'm having two periods a month, this just seems like to regulate my period, like this is a pain in the butt. So I think I'm just going to go off. By that point, I want to say my husband and I had been married maybe four years. We were like, oh, if kids happen, that could be okay. We're, we're, we'll feel a little bit more ready for that. Um, but I will say, so too, before going off a birth control, it all kind of happened right at, you know, the same time I had increased my training a fair amount and, or was, and was quite a bit more intentional about it. Um, as well as I had probably, well, I don't know that I'd increased my calories, but I definitely cleaned up my eating and so I cleaned <laughs> it up, but I was eating more because you know that how, that's how it works, the volume. So I was eating more volume and probably, um, you know, and was trying to fuel better, but I was still very calculated. And now when I, now when I know the number of calories I can intake at kind of a maintenance level, the amount I was at was just insanely low, but still comparatively to what I'd hear from other people, it was like, oh gosh, I'm definitely not under eating. You know, that's not a thing. So, yeah. So, so when you say like cleaned up your intake, yeah. is this more like, because I know, cause like when I joined the CrossFit scene, it was very much like eat paleo and clean up, you, you know what I mean? And, you know, clean carbs and yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, like bread was out, you know, yes. which, but- which for me, it so I was pretty, um, I'm, I never, I've never been like a full on anything person. Cause I really hate like labels and stuff. And so I never would have said I was like full paleo, but I was high, low carb. Um, and I was like high. So then like whenever I've been like excited, very on board with low carb. <laughs> yeah. You, you're like, yeah, I can get behind that. So would you say that you were like a lot of high veggies, meaning that like I'm eating carbs, look at me, I'm eating like fruit i'm eating berries i'm eating salads i'm eating bell peppers my plate is super colorful like that type of volume so like because like honestly like i mean it's just a lot of food whenever you're eating quote unquote clean um so 100% now i will say i've always been a fan like that was the other reason why you know it seemed so great was because i am not like i don't have to like i didn't force feed myself veggies. Like I liked them, you know, like right. I was like, Oh, I enjoy most of the food I'm eating. Um, and again, since I wasn't like strict paleo, 
I always, I've always had a sweet tooth. So I was like, I can't just like not eat brownies. Like I'm going to, I'm going to make them work, but I, you know, but I'm going to be strategic about it. And basically it was like outside of, yeah, my specified dessert items and um, vegetables. Like I, I'm not a huge bread person. I don't actually care for pasta a lot. So letting go of them wasn't hard. Right. And I was like, well, I don't need them. They're bad for me anyway. Right. You know, that's really interesting because um, I think that there was a lot of things that I was like, oh, if I could like be lean and have a six pack and let go of like bread, meh, okay, I guess I could do it as long as I can have this, right? So I guess all this to say is like, I think it's really interesting how like low energy availability, which is like the overall umbrella that's mm-hmm. it's like it's like replaces the female triad, you know what I mean? Is yeah. basically can happen from intentional and unintentional reduction in calories. Correct. Because at you this time I, mean? I definitely wanted I I was on board for changing my body composition, but I can truthfully tell you when I started training and then changing my nutrition, it was intentional to try and fuel my training better like I thought I was doing something good now granted I had some disordered eating patterns in the past so the fact that I would fall into that makes a lot of sense but like this felt like the most healthy and definitely the most um the least restrictive type of you know I wasn't now necessarily I can't have foods although I mean I did I did not have foods right right that wasn't the mentality behind it. And if anything, here I was eating volume wise. So I felt like I was eating. A right. ton. So I was like, man, I'm like crushing it. And, and my body did change in, in a way that I, that, you know, that I got response on. And like, I think that was a challenge because in the moment, I think I probably, my body probably changed even past what I was shooting for. But again, I got so much praise for it. Um, that it was, it was hard to let go. And mm-hmm. um, even though it wasn't intentional, I didn't get into it thinking, I'm going to have like this rocking body. It was more just like, I want to perform really well. People are telling me this is how I do it. And this is the amount of food that I need and the types of food I should eat. And I love knowing what to do. So someone told me <laughs> this is what to do and I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, and then it worked at, you know, at first. It, it seemed to be working at first. And I did, I, my body comp changed training, um, went really well. And it probably only lasted for maybe a year. And then I would say definitely the anxiety was still mm. high slash started feeling high. Um, training didn't seem training definitely didn't seem as fun. Pressure behind training seemed a lot more intense. Um, and just a lot of the, the reasons for what, why I had originally gotten into it didn't seem there as much, didn't seem to exist quite as strongly, but now these new pressures to keep maintaining were there. Um, so anyway, a little bit aside, but so I had all of that kind of happened around the time that I started having this new birth control and the issues on the birth control. So I went off of it um, at a, a much leaner weight than I probably had been since college, which I don't even know if then, cause I was just skinny in college. Like I probably since high school when I, I was an athlete in high school. Um, right. But so again, still felt like I'm in a pretty 
BMI wise, a healthy, healthy body, um, all that kind of stuff. So probably four or five months went by, no period. And even though I'd heard it could take up to a year, I was like, eh, I really want to check into this. So I did start reaching out to some doctors, um, which, you know, my gynecologist and was like, hey, not having a period. Um, and, you know, I'm still getting over some of my, like, I know there are amazing doctors out there and I work with some amazing doctors, but then there's also some that like, you know, it's just not their, their thing. So, you know, <laughs> nobody really mentioned anything to me about it. And, or I can say, I think some of them did, but it was in such a way that was like so unsupportive and, and there was no backing of like, it was basically like, well, maybe you should stop working out. And you're like, as a person who that's pretty ingrained in what you're doing, that just being thrown out there was like, well, that can't be what's needing to happen. Like, you're just going to tell me like, you should work out less. Um, so I was kind of like, okay, I don't, you know, I don't think that's the issue. Um, and again, because I felt like, you know, you can look at, there's so many other people at X weight or doing X amount of more training who, you know, quote unquote, I assumed had a period, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. probably know half the time, but so there were, the doctors like maybe mentioned, it could be something to do with, you know, never using the word energy availability, but definitely in the sense of body uh composition and and fuel but never in a way that really felt like they really had much conviction behind it either and so it was like what so I'm just supposed to like go like gain weight and on my own and you think that's going to give me a period I'm not really sure but obviously too we also ran a bunch of tests I mean all the tests you know <laughs> and, yeah um, yeah the MRIs of your pituitary and making, and making sure that, you know, you really, you can cycle and all that good stuff. And, um, took, you know, over the course of years and eventually, you know, most of them are like, everything looks great, which was a huge relief, you know, like, so, you have eggs. Yeah. So, you know, like, let's like dive into that a little bit. Like how many different tests? I mean, I feel you know, like, I like to giggle about this. Cause I'm like, I don't think there's a test that I didn't have brand. Yeah. So, you know, like you mentioned like the MRI and, and like, I know it's hard to remember any and all of them, but I think I remember as far as like, I took a SIBO test. I took a, no, no, uh, you, I will say, Ash, you've, I've heard some of, you took a lot. I did not take, I did not. But then again, I think you also worked with maybe a few more like naturopathic doctors also. So yeah. Which get, weren't helpful, but I mean, I did, well, I and I didn't say. get some of those, but I mean, I did work with gynecologists endocrinologists, a few more holistic uh, practitioners, nutritionists, uh, and just general doctors. And I mean, we definitely had, I mean, lots of blood, lots of blood work done, um, you know, testing. And I will say, yeah, so all, I mean, when we got my hormones tested, everything was in the tank. So um, yeah, uh, including testosterone. So I had like nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but then, yeah, we did, we did, a, I want to say I had two, possibly two MRIs. And then the other interesting part that popped up, which again is, is, you know, I'm sure the Lord would have revealed it in some way. I mean, this was obviously the way he chose, but um, because of all this and just having more uh, 
involvement with female anatomy and stuff, they did end up finding um, a mass in my sit or in, in my um, cervix. And at one point, cause you know, they did do ultrasounds um, also. And so they found a mass in my cervix. And when they first found it, it was pretty small. And they were like, we're not actually that worried about it, but it actually ended up becoming kind of a side deal that took away from like uh, just period, you know, um, yeah. investigation because it did start changing at some point. And so um, in 2020, I mean, praise the Lord, right? Literally the oh week before COVID shutdown started. I went up to, to St. Louis for um, a surgery to have this mass removed, which turned out to not be a mass, but a bunch of adhesive scar tissue that we have no idea how it got there. Um, so like, it's like with no signs of like endometriosis or any no, history. No, and I never, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, girl, I don't think you've ever mentioned any yeah. symptoms along that line so just I never had any any other because my sister actually we kind of think leans more towards the endometriosis side and has a lot of the symptoms that like my symptoms were never um corresponding with with endometriosis and yeah and we it was super bizarre like um yeah we and so but they got in yeah. there and they were surprised that it was there wasn't a mass to be found but there was just a ton of scar tissue um, huh. so part of me also was like, you know, part of me was like hopeful. Maybe this was just like, maybe this is it. it. This is it guys. But we at found the same it. time, it's like, maybe it's good that I wasn't having periods with this, like who knows, but it was, um, it was very interesting and it definitely, yeah, kind of took a, a slight segue. And again, I had slight fingers crossed of like, maybe I was, you know, kind of waited to hold out for the surgery that like, maybe this will be like the magic bullet that like, this is what's wrong. Even though in my gut, I kind of didn't think, I don't think this is why I'm not having a period. (laughs) It would contribute to having like weird period stuff if I had a period, but it was like, uh, hormone wise. I was like, this doesn't explain why my hormones aren't where everything's still in the tank. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so no pituitary tumor, nothing no. else to explain. Yeah, thank you. I, I mean, like I will say, you know, I've had people, not people, but like early when they're like, yeah, maybe you just need to gain weight. I'm like, uh, what? I mean, just because it, it was just so shocking. So like, technically they weren't wrong, but there was no explaining. It was just like, this yes. is what you should do. And I'm like, almost so shocked because and I mean I think it's just truthful of our society um we only hear how beneficial weight loss is and so if you stub your toe please lose weight if you can't like see straight please lose weight if your like hair is falling out please lose weight you know what I mean like you know like that's always so active so for the first time to hear from a doctor oh like you probably just need to gain weight first off it was so shocking and then with no explanation I'm like yeah, like just you, like just so in shock that I almost didn't have anything to say because I was like just trying to gather myself. Oh my god, that is. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you, and if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because 
I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. No, that explains it so well because yes, it's like, I mean, yeah, there is. I mean, for someone who's super talkative, I literally didn't have anything to say back the first time like a doctor yeah. said that. Granted, they didn't say this is HA, let alone explain that or whatever, but they were just like, you know, you might want to try like just gaining some weight. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, and I would agree. Like without, <laughs> that's where it was. Like without, without any context, without, and without, without the support, you're telling me to go out into a society that, um, values weight loss or you yeah. know, highlights weight loss. And you want me to do this telling me that you think it's going to make me healthier, even though you yeah, really haven't explained any of this to me. Um, yeah, that sounds like a really not idea that I'm going to just jump on board with here. Um, oh my gosh. Cause yes, I agree. And which is so sad. And I was just actually talking to my husband the other day of how, you know, yeah, our, our view of where health is actually a reason someone needs to to lose weight is probably much farther than where we think it is uh-huh. and yet like because there, there there is a level but it's like I think you know yeah as as a society we cut it off a lot sooner yeah um, but yeah so so that to say when these doctors were telling me this it was like yeah I don't think that's what I'm needing <laughs> 
Um, but so, so yeah, so let's see. So all that had happened. Thankfully I did have, I mean, kind of when it started all like coming together was, you know, I'd been basically, so I, I did eventually go on some hormones, which I had really not wanted. And all along I was like, I don't understand how taking other hormones is going to give me my hormones back. Um, was this you know, birth control or was this bioidentical? Yes. The second bioidentical. They were bioidentical. Okay. Um, but I still was like, and actually I took, I took both. I took the more, the non bioidentical, just like hormones through, um, a endocrinologist. And then I didn't love how I felt on those. So I did go to a more natural doctor who did the bioidentical, but I still was, but I still was kind of like, no, I feel like there's some, like, I've had these hormones before. Why, why is my body not making them? And why are they uh, all gone? Where did they go? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, thankfully I did have a nutritionist who was, uh, who is very like actual health oriented and very like works with a lot of female athletes. And she had kind of mentioned before, like, maybe we could try increasing your calories. Um, and we, so I kind of gave her like the go ahead of like, okay, we can try that, but like super slow. So it was like, you know, maybe like 200 calories more or like maybe, maybe 500. And then around this time I did find about the same, about at the same time was, um, Stephanie Buttermore and, um, no period. Now what? And actually, obviously Stephanie actually talks about no period. Now what too, but I found them independently before I was like, Oh, that girl knows about her too. Anyway. Um, (laughs) and you know, and I just started, I heard what Stephanie was saying, which I think, you know, she talked about just her like ravenous hunger, which I don't know that I maybe probably had to the level she did, but I also don't know that I realized it because I just had a different eating strategy too, but like just that mental hunger, like, but so listening to her talk. And then I think what was really encouraging was the fact like, I am don't quote me on this, but I want to say she hadn't even lost her period when she went all in on her, on her thing. And I was like, dang it. If that girl can do this on social media, like that's really encouraging. And I was like, I think there's something here because, in <laughs> yes. addition, because in addition to the whole period thing and my hormones, I was like, I don't like the relationship I have with food all the time. I don't like the relationship mm-hmm. I have with fitness all the time. I want this to be different. And yeah. so that was also always there that it was like, just kind of, you know, pushing me forward. And then I did get, um, I got, I read enough to know, I think I should order the no period. Now what book when I did, I was like, this is me. Like, this is what is going on. Yeah. Um, so for reference, I love Stephanie Buttermore. I think it takes so much to like, I mean, there was no documenting my journey. I was a psycho. I say that all the time. Like I was so unstable mentally. Cause I was like swinging from one emotion to the other about oh. everything. And so no, very much like you, I was like, well, if this chick can do it, like, so can I like, you know, like, I think I just needed an and I think that's why like we try to share as many testimonials and success stories is like, because truly I was like, if this chick can do it, I can do it too. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not yes. so much like in competition, but I just Which is needed- like the, Right. I would say it's like the weirdest, you know, so often before we're like, 
you know, if that person can lift 500 pounds, so can I. Totally. Yeah. This is like the first time that I felt like, well, not the first time, but like one of the, one of the times where I felt like this is a healthy, if that person can do it, so can I. Yes, Versus yes. so many other times where we want to apply that. And it's like, if that person can go to the NBA, so can I. And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I think like sometimes you just need to see someone do something Big. that goes against the grain. Yes. And it's almost like, you know, like we talk about this all the time. It's like, you almost just need permission to do it. Oh, oh, 100%. Like that is so, so true. And so frustrating sometimes. Cause you're like, no, I actually don't need anyone else's permission to do this, but, but something in me feels yeah. like. Oh well, yeah. hundred percent. Okay. So, so you find Stephanie Buttermore, you order the book and you're like, yep. oh my gosh, this is me. Yes. So I ended up, and I actually ended up having a call with, um, I, I hope she, if she listens to this ever, but Nicola, I want to say yeah. is how she said her name. And, um, I think I had two calls with her and kind of was just like, these are my son, like just the kind of, uh, what's the word? Cement that like, this is, yes, I am an yeah. HA person. We went through it. She was like, yeah, that sounds, so I was just kind of the confirmation of like, this is what you have. So now here are some, like, now I know, okay, I have some roadmaps for like how this progresses. So I was very encouraged by all of that at that time, but also terrified, you know, cause it was like, <laughs> whoa, what's going to happen here. Um, so I told my nutritionist, she was like full, like on board 100%. And then she came back. I was like, I think I'm ready to make like a big calorie jump. Like this is a big deal. And I was expecting her to maybe, I mean, cause in the book, to they kind of that like 2,500 uh, yeah, yeah. is kind of that big, you know, that big number. So I was like, oh, it's going to be like right around there, like maybe 2,700. But honestly, and uh, so honestly, and hopefully that's, oh, I, already, yeah. I already ate probably like in my HA, I was, pro- I always had 2000 calories, like, and sometimes up yeah. to 22, like I was pretty solid at that point. Um, so but yeah, she came back I think to it's me. Fair. I think it's fair that you, you know, like you are in of all of my clients, like your caloric intake is much higher than like the average bear. That's, like no doubt. You, I would yeah. say, I don't know that you've ever shared that with me in our, in our calls, but. Yeah. I mean, I think I've said like, Hey girl, like, you know, like everyone else can do 2,500, but like you ain't like ever, oh, true, true. <laughs> but, never. but it's still, it's still sometimes, I mean, even still, it's still sometimes encouraging and good to hear because like, yeah, if I'm looking at what other people eat, I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, like even now with, with more carbs in and, and still, cause I just love vegetables. So still vegetables. There's just times that I'm like, I think I'm a teenage boy. Like um, that, the movie 17 again, there have yeah. been days, especially in HA recovery, where I was like that, the scene where he just has like all the food spread out on the counter. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I, you know, okay. So I just kind of, I mean, like we'll probably get to this, but um, no, there was multiple times in your journey where like, I was like, yes, somebody else can recover on 2,500, but like you're not going to keep your period at 2,500. You know what I mean? To where like, I mean, like, like you recovered requires more. Yes. This just, it just requires more. And you know, like it could feel super scary, especially when other people share how much they're eating. And 
And like, it's not a bad thing that other people share how much they're eating because there is bio individuality, but it's just really yes. tough whenever you're not confident in your own path. Yes. But for, you know, so, you know, I mean, like, you know, we'll get to that part of your journey, but that's what we had to work on. was like you, Rachel, as an individual. I know. I know like that. And that way more carbs and fat than, than like, than like the average bear. Right. It just is. is. Again, it's like one of those places where you're like not expecting to be the unicorn, but then you were like, oh wait, here. You're like, that's not the unicorn I wanted to be. Thank you. Exactly. Can I please trade in my unicorn status for something else? Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So so then it's like you had the consult you tell your nutritionist you're ready yes so she came back with me and came back to me with um she was like I want you to eat like 4,000 calories and I was like "Uh (laughs) okay wow um but I was like you know what like I'm I'm committed like basically I was at the point where it was like I had done all the hormones I had done every I had done everything else so I was Mm -hmm. like if nothing is wrong I'll it's worth giving this a shot so I can at least say I gave it a shot. If it doesn't work, we'll figure out what to do then. But if it does, like, whoa. So I was like, okay, I will do my best. Um, and seriously, for like the next two weeks, I, eating felt like a full-time job. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I felt like I was like rolling to bed every night. Cause I mean, I already didn't necessarily feel like I was like, under eating like I was definitely restrictive um but I mean yeah it was just like basically eat everything you want and more and I was like I like sometimes and that's a crazy part too of of recovery depending on the person like sometimes it was super fun and freeing and awesome and other times you were like I don't freaking want to eat any more food but I'm only at 2800 calories crap like I need to shove some stuff down my throat um so so that was interesting. I ended up probably then leveling out at about 3,200 3, for another month or so. Um, and like it slowly kind of dwindled down, but I would say still, I usually hit between maybe 28, 28 being like a low um, and for, for a month. And I mean, and, and naturally, and then, I mean, I gained weight, like I started gaining weight and I will say, and that's the other crazy part, like even on that amount of calories, it wasn't like I was just like dumping weight on or my nutritionist would have changed stuff, but like it was incremental. I mean, I'd gain a couple pounds. Like it was actually like a pretty healthy amount of weight gain in an amount of time still felt super uncomfortable. You know, after being in the body that you are any amount of weight, you're like, Hey, I noticed this. Yeah. Um, so it was still very challenging, but, but, uh, but yeah, it was also super, like, it was challenging to eat all the food and it was just, it's a weird, it's a weird experience. Yeah. Um, there was something else though there that I was about the, about the food, but now it's not coming to me, but anyway, um, so, so yeah, so that was the first part and that I started, I increased the calories about, I want to say like before the summer, like the summer of 2020. So, um, midsummer and still by like November, December, I mean, I was gaining weight clearly, but still no period. Um, now I was still training pretty much the same way that I had been. 
Um, so, you know, that was really my last hold. I was like, uh, I don't, I don't want to change this, even though, yeah, it's fitness. It's like, even though part of me wanted to, because it was like, there was still so much anxiety around it, but it was like, this is what I do. I need to keep doing it. Um, but yeah, so training was about the same, um, food had increased and let's see. So then it kind of came down to a crossroads again of like, okay, well, something still needs to change. I'm still holding out in, in this, like, this is an area that I'm holding out in, I guess. And so I made kind of a, I don't know, not really a bet, but like, um, a barter with my husband. Cause I mean, he, at this point, I mean, I was still very like, I'd say I knew I wanted a family, but I was still very nervous about, about all of it. Like it's such a huge responsibility. And I was just like, Lord, I'm a hot mess by myself. And I'm supposed to bring a child into this. Like, how will I do that? Like all those kind of thoughts. So like, I never took parenting lightly. I knew it was like, I looked at it as like an adventure that I really hoped to go on and knew it would just be like amazing and unlike anything else you ever did, but also terrifying again. Um, and so I think that was sometimes, um, I know a lot of there, or at least not a lot, a lot or a good number of the girls, you know, who come into the HA society are motivated, but like, I'm ready to get pregnant. And that was kind of a double-edged sword for me. Cause part of me was like, yes, I am. But then part of me was also like, Oh, I'm not sure if I am. So like, maybe we'll just wait, you know, but I knew I wanted my period. Cause I was like, this just seems like a really important health marker that I am missing and um so yeah so all that to say the barter came that we were kind of like but we would you know I was getting older I was like we, we would like to start if we're gonna start a family the next few years is kind of like when it really needs to happen so I basically told him okay there's this big team competition coming up what if I made it kind of like my last hurrah for like <laughs> more intense training. I know, I don't know if I've shared that with you before and, um, more intense training. I'm going to train for this competition and then I'm going to cut like way back. So John was on board and he was like, okay, I, I like this. Let's do it. Like, I'm going to cheer you on for this comp. It's going to be great. And then I'm going to hold you to it, um, for cutting back. And I was like, okay, so that's what happened. Um, I did the comp. It was one of my favorite like so glad I did it. Some of my best friends, like team comps are always the way to go. And then I was like, okay, we're going to strip back on the training. Um, and I can't say a hundred percent sure. Oh, that, cause that's what I'm, if you couldn't tell, I'm kind of a tracker of things. So <laughs> I had been tracking my calories. Um, but that is why I also can't. So I know when I first started where I was, but after a while, it just stressed me out knowing how many calories I was, but wanting to keep eating them. Um, right. So I was like, I just need to take a break from tracking for a little bit. But, um, but I also tracked my fitness when I started cutting back on fitness. I also was like, okay, I'm just going to kind of take a little bit back from that. But I'd say I probably went down to maybe, um, oh, still maybe like workouts like three to four a week but they were like not anything compared to what yeah, I yeah. Was doing. like so I put a limit on like the amount of weight I'd let on my bar 
I took lots of breaks, cardio. I'd already taken cardio out, you know, before, like a way less dynamic. It was much more bodybuilding, straight strength-esque using like 60% or less type of type of mentality. And we'd go on lots of walks. Um, and then my grandma got sick and that, I mean, and I don't know if it's like, I just needed that whole week or what, but like I, I'd already cut back on the fitness. My grandma got sick and I can say that is the first week probably in years where I literally did nothing but sit with my family and be with my grandma before she passed away. And, you know, I don't know if it just took that full intentional, like stop, but that, um, it's just, you know, emotional stuff, but, um, right, yeah. the, uh, the day that they called to tell me that my grandma had passed away, I started my period Aww. and, um, so that was like super, you know, a weird combination of emotions there. <laughs> You're like, um, I am, so, I'm grieving and I'm incredibly yes. shocked, astonished and happy. Oh. And I'm like relieved that this is actually working. Yep. Swinging back to grieving, swinging it, back to like, the, exactly. yeah that was How my day go well today, well, today I went... was a big day <laughs> today was a big day with big emotions and I went everywhere yes yes so um and thankfully I mean I have an amazing loving family who was also able to like hold that space with me that I was able to like tell them that I had started my period and that they were you know able to celebrate with me while we also all grieved like it was it was actually it was really beautiful in some really complex ways um, <laughs> yes. but so so yeah so I had that stop I started my period but I will say and this is kind of where the HA society kind of comes on the scene is that um it was super light so I knew okay we're not just like out of the woods yet but there was also still a part of me that was like but I feel like ooh, you know like we're excited like things are happening so like maybe we could you know start shifting things just a little bit because we're still uh, what everybody does their second cycle but maybe just maybe I can make some changes and go back yeah yeah maybe because it's still maybe. uncomfortable like this, right. is, this you know we're not at homeostasis yet yeah um, maybe just maybe I could just cut back on food maybe I don't need this much food yeah or maybe I could just work a little like I could be a little bit more intentional with my training. Maybe like, I could just go a little bit harder in my second. Yeah, yeah, I could feel a little bit more like, oh, I did something today type of, yeah. So I knew, so one, that did kind of happen, but more than anything, I knew that was my personality. So I was like, I'm, I need support in this. Like, I'm not going to be able to just stay in this. Like, great, I'm so like, and I think that was the thing was I was like, now I know it works. I need somebody to keep me here. So yeah. I also think this had to have been like the Lord working in interesting ways because I had found Danny. I don't even know, like I had followed her. I want to say, cause I followed WAG for a while. Mm -hmm. And then Danny who would sometimes make posts and I just happened to come across one of her HA posts one time. And I was like, 
So, guys, this is way back in the way day. Back. When Danny and I used to work at the same company, the same nutrition company that we both developed HA at. Yes. Yes. And so I she mean, I mean, like it wasn't the company's fault, but like we just happened. I mean, I mean, there's role. Long story short, it was our we're like big kids, we're adults. We made our own decision to like yes. diet down. And um, but that happened to be the same place where like we work, we met, we both developed HA, and then we're like, oh, we should do some pressure. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. You're nutrition coaches. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, so I had followed her and I was like, hey, like, and I, you know, crossover. I, I don't know if I'd already had no period now what, but whatever. I read it and again it resonated with me, and I was like, she's worth keeping tabs on. So I had followed her and she had an email list for a while while she was still before she started HA society, but I, but I think, you know, it was in her brain. And, um, so she would occasionally send out these messages and again, they were encouraging. And I was like, yeah, I like this. I think she like, she has some good stuff that I'm on board with, but you know, terrified to implement in my life, but like, this is cool. Um, yeah, that's good for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, go, go, you go, you know, and, uh, go you, so not for me, not for me, not for me. She, finally opened up the HA Society. And I want to say, I didn't join right away, but I, I think I was probably with definitely within the first six months of it being open. And, um, but yeah, so long story short, I had this first period. I was like, I know I need some help. I'd heard about that HA Society thing that, that this girl Danny had. And I was like, I looked into it and I was like, at the time, I want to say it was maybe, cause it was still pretty early, like maybe $11 a month to be in the society. Yeah. And I was like, okay, again, kind of like the giving a shot. I was like, what's $11 for one month? I, if I hate it, I can stop. Like, yeah. Well, that did not happen. So three years later, or because, ever, I don't even um, know how many years y'all. Cause yeah. Years. I mean, even though I know like financially, sometimes I am wondering, I'm like, I just need to be a lifelong member, but I don't know. I don't know financially if my husband will always be like, you know, hopefully there will be a day where I don't have any you know, thing that, and he's like, do we still need this? And I'll be like, yes, I love those people. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, lots, so I got in and I was like, hopped on at some of the community calls um, early on. And I was just like, so encouraged, like, just like to have so many other girls who were like, I want to make these changes it is super hard, but like, this is what I need to do. You know, when you're normally surrounded by fitness culture mm -hmm. was like, so empowering and, and just awesome because it was like the community that you needed to do what you knew you actually needed to do to be healthy. Um, and I, yeah, I just remember thinking, no, this is, this is where I need to be. So I was probably, I think I, I had it somewhere. I want to say I joined the society in like March. Oh, yeah, I think I joined the society in March. And then by April, I was like, I think I want to coach. <laughs> and uh, that's when you came on the scene. So, yeah. So then I, know, there, I feel like you were one of my very first clients that, that like was like, no, no, no. I already got my period. And I was like, okay, so what, uh, so what am I doing? Why are you here? here? <laughs> not like, not like, what are you doing? I'm like, okay, what do you want me? Like, okay. Like I'm a little lost at what you need from me. And you're like, no, I just need accountability to make sure I keep it. I was like, oh yeah. You know, like, yeah, 
I specialize in accountability. I mean, which really, I, you know, like, I really do feel like we do specialize in accountability. There is an art to it. You know what I mean? But I was like, I was like, yeah, I could do that for you. That's so funny because, oh, from the beginning, I would have never, no, I was like, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, we grew together. So it was, it, it was great, but no, I did. I was like, I want to work on, because as I said before, it was like, I want to get my period back, but there's also like all the things that got me there. I want to work on them too. Like I want to have better mentality around food and around fitness and around my body and how that plays into my faith and all of that. And I came on knowing too, that I was like, I knew I would get some greater like science and physical insight into what was going on, which I found fascinating. And the more I learned about it, the more it was like, okay, this is helpful for, for helping me understand what's going on in my body and why these things need mm-hmm. to change. Um, but yeah, then I just got so much more. I remember too, in some of our first weeks, um, you know, I would be like, okay, we need some homework. Like we did homework and yeah. uh, had, had various like questions that, that I'd kind of, you know, think through and work on. And because I would say, cause I think that is why I signed up in April was because I'd had that period in February. I joined the HA society and then I didn't have a period in March. And I think too, I, I had my second period in May. So okay. I think it was, I was not, so it was early after working with you, but we were like, yeah, I had a second period. And this period felt like what I remembered periods being like. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this feels like a solid, like, okay, we're definitely getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so then you and I continued so that I would stay accountable with, with the food, with how I was doing things. Um, but I will say on, as far as now finally getting to the pregnancy part, um, it still was really such a like far off hope Mm-hmm. but my first goal was like, I want to have, like, I want to get my period back. And I think I also just assumed I would need to have a fairly regular period before I would be able to get pregnant. So I was really just thinking and looking towards having a monthly period. And I really was kind of like, and probably I need it for like at least three months or something before, <laughs> before we would like move our next mentality to conception um and then yeah then we started tracking temperatures because I hadn't been doing that and that was how yeah it kind of happened we were like around the time that that third period would be coming and I was tracking my temperatures and my temperatures were always pretty wonky so I was always like I don't know that this is gonna help us with anything and then we had a couple days that were (laughs) that were elevated and I was like oh well maybe I ovulated like and that really was the biggest that I was like I wanted to get my period back and to make sure I was ovulating yeah well this is cool and I remember um either we'd like it happened in between our calls because then when I finally did call you to tell you that that I was pregnant you were kind of like yeah, I kind of thought that might have happened looking at your temperature, but you were like, but I wasn't going to tell you, I think you're pregnant. (laughs) So, so this is so fun. So I just recorded a podcast with one of my 
other OG, OG, OG clients. Uh, I'm going to have to go listen to it. And, um, and she was the one who actually was like, here, let me just send you this. And it was a picture of all her food, right? Like she had started the food view thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this with all my clients. And so, and so what's really fun is that right now, like we're launching restore your fertility. And what's been so fun for me is that talking with all these OG clients, like this is how we came up with our process was working with you guys and figuring out what is it that like, you know what I mean? So like you guys are part of the process, like, you know what I mean? Like you guys are part of the process, which I think is just like so cool because yeah, that like, like you were one of the clients where you're like, because we had never met any other practitioners that were using FAM and basal body tracking as part of a diagnostic for HA recovery. That's something that we were like, you know, Danny, Danny got certified. It's Danny. Who's the FAM, um, sort of, you know, she's like certified in it and, you know, she's taught me everything. Cause obviously like we work together. Right. And so mm-hmm. then you know, like, I started incorporating it with my clients and then, and then like, that's how, like, I was able to see, like, as people were recovering, I was able to see how their charts. So that's how, like, now, now down the line, I'm like, girl, I know where we're at. I'm going to need you to not jump off the ship. I'm going to need you to, to stay focused. Right. You know what I mean? I know you want to quit, but you are, you know what I mean? But it's because of you guys, like, you know, like the OGs of the OGs. You know what I mean? And so back then y'all, I wouldn't tell people that they were pregnant. Cause I was like, I don't know. Like, do you tell somebody that they're pregnant? Like, right. you know what I mean? But you know, like Danny and I would like send each other, like people start to be like, dude, she's totally pregnant. And I don't think she knows yet. Like at our next call, I'm going to have to tell her she's pregnant. You know what I mean? Cause honestly, and again, because you're an OG client, we weren't exactly like that wasn't our goal to get people pregnant. Well, and I mean, and, and like I said, I mean, at that point it wasn't, I mean, yes, we were hoping soon, but yeah. like it wasn't, it was a surprise to us too. And the, actually though, the fun, the other funny part is because we were, you know, starting to get to be more intentional, but like in, in our somewhat attempt, because my periods were so wonky, but I still tried to think like, okay, this is around the time that like maybe I'd be ovulating um, because we were definitely not on any kind of schedule for, um, for, you know, us time type of deal. And, but I was like, well, this week we might just try to do it a little bit more. (laughs) It was totally the wrong week. It was, that week was not the week. And so (laughs) it was like, it was legitimately just a random time that we, that it ended up being, and I was ovulating that I had no idea about that then and we and we conceived but no we actually did quote unquote try but it was not at the time <laughs> that it would have yeah. worked <laughs> which i think lets us know that like yes yes clearly clearly we believe in tracking clearly we believe in being intentional in order to help people get pregnant you know what i mean who are like let's expedite this cuz i wanted to be pregnant yesterday right right? Right. obviously like that's kind of like the clients that we're working with now but in the beginning it was like well you know we just got to get ovulation up and running and then cervical mucus will take control and your sex drive will increase around and and honestly like oh oh back to the simpler days and in the beginning you know what i mean of like really and truly 
I actually think that that's almost technically the best way because like you can almost feel your sex drive increase around ovulation or, and then now that like, and now that once you like, you've been like recovered and you're like, oh, there is a pattern to my cervical mucus. Cause right. in the first like four to five months, there's really not, a, I mean, maybe no. some people get a quicker pattern, but I know for like me, I think it's like six months is when you know, like, you know, like, you know, like I saw a distinct pattern and now I can tell the pattern regardless. Right. I'm like, oh. Which is also for, for anyone listening and just, but like, it's also kind of the, like the double-edged sword to is like that now, um, cause I am breastfeeding too. And so I still haven't gotten my period back, but like, I didn't never have the regularity of it. Yeah. Because you got pregnant. It will be be interesting now on the flip side of like, cause yeah, um, I was still like, my cervical mucus was still kind of like you know here there everywhere and like temperatures like I said so it was it was still a wonky time which is why I was so flabbergasted when it was like oh my gosh you're pregnant um yeah that's why I was like I didn't I didn't want to tell you but your chart looks like you're pregnant yeah I remember I'm pretty sure because I didn't want to wait until our call so I did just text you and then that was and I was like oh my gosh and you were like I kind of think I knew that and I was like really so yeah we it was but it was super yeah super fun and super crazy and um yeah totally again pregnancy was definitely on our radar but I just didn't think it would happen that soon yeah yeah and you know like also I love I love this part of your story because like you knew the importance of like I need okay yes clearly I got the first bleed but there's something not right and to be fair most first bleeds we don't expect to be phenomenal right but I mean just you intuitively knowing like oh hold up (laughs) this isn't the end of the road and I'm gonna need help staying here yes you know what I mean that in order to keep these hormones that I worked so hard to get and to get pregnant, you know what I mean? Which I think is, I I just love your story too, because a lot of times, especially HAers, we like, we're like, of course, everything has to be perfect before I get pregnant. And the body is like, I'm not holding any grudge. I actually just need you to feed me and allow me to rest. And I can actually get this job done. I'm not holding a a grudge. I'm going to need you to forgive yourself and let's move on. (laughs) No. And that's what I was going to say is like, just to, as a note of encouragement to, to anyone. Yeah. That is still working that it's like, once those things are there, like they're good to go. Cause the rest of your body is ready to do this once it has the energy. And so I think that was such a big message to me of like, yeah, it didn't have to be this perfect measured out thing it was like hey we're ovulating now like technically that's what we need so so here we go let's have you know just like the body's wisdom to not allow this to be an option until things were ready to go yes it's just so incredibly intelligent even though we may get frustrated by it you know what I mean it's just so intelligent to know that like hey this like legit can't be an option because once I turn on yeah I'm turning like you know systems are a go as long as you keep giving me enough food for sure yes oh well I love this and I love like just the whole rundown memory lane 
and like yes like OG from the OG from the OG is you know what I mean it's just been such a wild and beautiful ride and you know like one thing to say because Rachel is postpartum is that like I've been talking to a lot of my postpartum moms now and it's like it is like the second act of recovery yes after having a baby you know what I mean and just the different challenges. So, you know, we'll definitely have to do a part two. Yes, a part I two. That would be, I would love that. And yes, I think that would be fitting. Yeah. Just because there is, I mean, not that it, I mean, again, the body is like, I'm ready to go as soon as you're ready to go, but there's just so much in motherhood. You know what I mean? That, you know, I think Danny was really open about her struggle to get hers back, you know, postpartum. You know what I mean? And just like yeah. so many people connected with that. And so you're like, we're going to have to do a second part, but we just wanted to leave you with an encouragement, everybody with an encouragement that if your hormones are tanked, yes, they will come back online. HA yes. is reversible. And what I actually really love about Rachel's story that we didn't get a chance to get too much into it. And that's okay. Is that like, she really had to work on just because everyone else was recovering around 2,500 calories. Like that just was not going to be her story. And so for her to recover and keep, so you're like, obviously I wasn't there for her whenever she first recovered, but it was that second cycle that didn't come. You know what I mean? And keeping the third one that ended up getting pregnant was that like, she had to eat more. Yes. She had to eat more. Not as a, uh, an un- uh, unsolicited plug for you guys of, yeah, like I did already have my period, but working with you all, even like it was three, I mean, two months, two to three months with, with you, Ashley. And I felt like that was so paramount in, in me staying the course of of getting there. So like, I know that I feel like Danny had shared a story one time about how, you know, a girl had like done some stuff and then like, got it back but then was like mad like was like you didn't even really help me and I'm just like <laughs> yeah. are, you, are you kidding me like you guys were this like for real the support of having somebody telling you kind of like you were saying earlier with the permission of like you are doing what you need to do even though it feels so against the grain of what you have done before and what a lot of messaging is telling you was just huge and so so yeah, I don't think, you know, yeah, I don't know that my son would be here. It wouldn't be this son, you know, no. if, uh, if it wasn't for that. So, well, I love that you were so open about sharing about that. And you're like, we'll have to maybe have a part three of what does it look like to be quote unquote, the lone ranger eating like 3000 calories, you know what I mean? As like maintenance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, when, you know, everyone's trying to get by on like 22, you know, and yeah. so, I mean, oh, gosh, clearly we can't stop talking about, but think about that's like a thousand calories more on average of what you were doing prior. So like, yes. it wasn't just like, oh, I had to eat this much in order to get my cycle back. It's like, oh no, no, no. I have to stay here. Yes. Yes. Well, and Which I mean, is, and I think it, it requires other people's to like, like, up to almost 2000 calories more, I think to really start things. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And then, yeah. And then to kind of settle into a place where like, okay, and now I'm at a place where my body is happy enough to cycle and to maintain this for a while, but oh yeah, no, I would, um, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to, to help however, cause I do, I just, I love you guys. And if I can, and I, I mean, going through HA and knowing what 
the community has brought, I'm like, if I can help in anyone else's story, it would be super cool. Oh, well, thank you so much. We love you, you, lady. And we're just um, pumped that you and your son are here. I know. (laughs) Me too. Uh, All right, back. Bye, babe. Toodaloo. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So Temp Drop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping. But once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So temp drops accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature This includes tracking your cervical mucus, if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons, like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction. Temp drop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the temp drop. And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code so just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code afha society i think too if you just go to tempdrop.com and and use um, afha society at the checkout that will work too so happy temping and good luck This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for 
anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef and my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp which is important for overall thyroid function which is often low in women with underperforming hormones so rather than eat seaweed snacks every day i get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine so if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way they ship to most countries so you should be covered just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society just HA Society at the checkout for the 10% off that's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.